When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Roleplay Rehash. If you're a first-time listener, if if this was your if Mario was your first series of Roleplay Retcon, um, thank you for listening. Uh, Roleplay Rehash is kind of a retrospective episode where we kind of get to do the classic movie podcast thing and actually talk about a movie, and we talk about like how we did and um, or how we think we did and um, how our version stacks up against the original version. And later, we'll also read some uh, audience submitted. Uh, rehash suggestions were like how they would have remade the movie. Um, and for the first time ever, we also have a, a like a guest for this episode, and it is uh, Mike Myler, who made the What's Old Is Now materials that we use for this uh, for this series. So say hi, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Hey, hey, hey. I always, always start off as soon as everybody says that. You put my name on the book, but I always felt it was unfair. It should have my name and Russ's name on the book, because like, the way it worked was uh, I, uh, Russ Morrissey, who runs the Young World, was doing this like Kickstarter for making his own RPG. He had old and he had new for like fantasy and like sci-fi, and it was doing really well. And he was like, "Anybody have any ideas what I should do otherwise?" And I was like, "Oh, dude, make an '80s action movie game." And then I made now, but like you know, I'm, I'm like I'm like one, like a slice of cheese and meat in a three three deck decker sandwich that that Russ made. So like, yeah, one spoke in the wheel. Exactly. <clears throat> well, maybe like three hashes, spokes. We're talking about like, sandwiches. Making me hungry. <laughs> a sandwich by a skull. I'm like three spokes and four pieces of meat, two cheeses, and like an onion. The, the bulk of what I used was now, but I actually did. I peppered in a little bit from old and new, too. Um, you did some really cool bit. stuff. It, yeah, it's cool how they all work in like interchangeably together. How do you guys want to start so, this? So I just want to get it out there that the original movie was perfect and... All we did was degrade its uh, beauty. <laughs> Some hot takes over here from Alex. <laughs> you've been you've been sitting on that one for a while, huh? I I don't think I've been sitting on it. I think I've been very vocal about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> this sucks compared to the original. No, I actually think that Alex is on. Not that I agree with Alex, but I think that <laughs> Alex is. Uh, going from a really good starting point, so maybe we can start with talking about the original movie and then talk about what we did. Yeah, I would like to point out that when we did uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, like everyone started out by screaming about how good Alex did, and I'm a little jealous that I did not get that treatment here. <laughs> oh, oh no, uh, Ben, you did so can, good. We, oh, my no, God. no, yeah. it'll be it'll be No, it's just forced now. <laughs> As a player, I had so much fun. I know the listeners had a lot of fun too. So I think yeah, you are a valuable member of the DMing team. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I agree. <laughs> kind of feel like I just got a honorable mention trophy at the science fair, you, but you okay. Got a, okay, you got a pers- <laughs> participation award. Yeah, see, they Honestly, don't give a trophy for that. It's like the little ribbon. <laughs> That's that makes up all of my trophies. So if those aren't your any name good, is so. just on the program. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I think honestly, Ben. I think kind of the difference here is, is that. We can all agree that Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull 
is hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, and, <okay. laughs> and Super Mario Brothers is not hot garbage, so... Gotta get some letters about that one. I, I would like to just, just sidebar a little bit. Um, although I am a full-time tabletop game designer now, I went to college for film studies, and uh, Super Mario Brothers movie is a very unique film. Uh, for one thing, the, 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 the writing teams and the script changed dramatically uh, at least three times, which is bizarre. It was directed by a husband and wife who were eventually ordered off of the set by their agent. Uh, yeah, Bob Hoskins. This is PG, right? I'm not allowed to swear, but like Bob Hoskins said, you can very, you can do what you want. Oh yeah, fucking was, do whatever like, you this want. This is Mike. a fucking nightmare. This is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And uh, generally, if the main actor says these things about a film, it was not the best, most accepting creative venue. You know, so it, it's it's a weird cultural artifact that I don't think we're going to see much of anymore uh, as production companies maintain greater degrees of control over the filmmaking process. Because, like, in this one, a lot of times the producers were not being spoken to by the people actually making the movie, uh, which is why Nintendo uh, was terrified of making another movie using one of their properties for, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't blame them, honestly. Just imagine if if the same thing had been done to, like, Metroid or Zelda. Jesus, y'all. There was supposed to be a Metroid Excuse movie for a while. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> Exactly. Right. <laughs> the TV show. Yeah, are we the only people who'd seen that? Okay, I'm glad at least like, you, you are familiar because like that would have been much Excuse worse. Excuse me. Oh, I got it on DVD. Says, Not because I like it. They just shouldn't but. even <laughs> let him talk. They just shouldn't. I wonder how. Which would be awkward for a movie. But anyway. <clears throat> I wonder how Bob Hoskins, wherever he may be now, is, thinks of Alex's performance as far as like bringing him back from the grave to speak through Alex. I like, think you would fucking love it. I thought Alex's yeah. performance was excellent. If he hated being in the original, do you think he would have liked to have Alex there on the set of the movie, just like standing in for him and doing all the lines? Yeah, I think he would have liked me to take his place. Yeah. <laughs> so he wouldn't have to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Bob Hoskins only does the stunts, and you do the act. <laughs> I don't think he'd like that either, no. It's just a big meatball rolling around the set. Is it Alex? <laughs> what do you mean? No, oh my God, Hoskins ben, is doing Jesus. The, oh, okay. Doing <laughs> okay, it's like a meatball that <laughs> fell on the uh, fell on the floor yeah. of a salon. That gives me an idea. Like this would have been a great, great rehash if you had just done the Aqua Teen Hunger Force characters in the Mario Brothers universe. Yeah, yeah, sure. Bad meatwad. It's not too late, you know. Like you could do lots of great things with like the editing software now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think th- this movie works better now than it did then. It's part of the reason why it's become a cult classic. Um, I can agree with that. I think the the internet means that you can kind of like anticipate things, um, and so like we're like really like way over prepared for movies now when we go into them. Um, and so like if you're prepared for this movie and you've been sold on the premise before you see it, it works. It works great. But, like, imagine it's 1993. Imagine you've got kids, and they want you to take them to see the new Mario movie. And, man, your kids love that Mario. Like, like how, how could you say no? And there's no need to scope it out. You know Mario is basically Mickey Mouse. And now imagine you go to that movie with your kids. Like, how, how angry you'd be. <laughs> I had a great time. Well, sure. <laughs> did you actually see it in theaters? I think I did. I don't re- I don't really remember because I don't remember a lot of my childhood, but uh, I definitely did see it in the theater. Yeah, I feel like I, my family definitely wants to take me this too. I do need to speak to my mom and dad about how they felt about taking me to go see that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't remember the first time I saw it. It could have been in theaters, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I was I was very young, but I know it was on VHS because I was two when it came out. So. Jesus. I definitely didn't see it in theater. I know. I know. Such a child. Yeah, Alex, just a, Alex just and I would have been like eight or nine, nine, right? Year old child. In 1993? No, we would have been five, six, seven. Oh, yeah, seven. That's what four plus three is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think six also, seven. like, six the or older seven, we get, the them. more nostalgic value, uh, like, old, you know, stuff from our childhood has when it's reimagined and reworked in, in, a, in a way that's, like, for mature viewers and, like, 
this movie was definitely not made for children. It was definitely made for mature viewers. And, um, like, yeah, man, I love, like, I, I just did a, a three-game D&D 5e session where it's, like, fucked up 100-acre wood where, you know, Pooh's got this demonic honeypot that just has made him gigantic. And, you know, some alien thing is wearing Eeyore's skin, and it's all fucked. And we, like, we all loved it. They walked around looking at us for ways to fill Pooh's honeypot for, like, a collective 12 hours or something like that. And we all loved it to death. But, like, if, you know, it presented that to us when we were like nine and I have my treasured Winnie the Pooh tape of cartoons, like I probably would not have enjoyed it because it's not for me. It's mature content. Like Coincidentally, uh, as we are recording this, this is the week it came out in theaters in 1993. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's Happy cool. Happy anniversary or something. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my... So while we're talking about the movie and how we feel about the movie, uh, I remember being, like, as a kid, enjoying the movie. Um, I do remember, like, specific parts of being pretty terrified. I'm, I'm, I'm scarred by the, like, toad transformation body horror scene. Oh, bless his heart. But I remember enjoying it. Um... Watching it as an adult, I don't know that I enjoyed it as much as, as I did when I was a kid, honestly. Like, there are some parts of the movie that I really, really love. But there are some parts of the movie that I'm just like, can we just not do any of this? <laughs> I don't know. Can you can give us just... an example? Yeah, let's hear that. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I, I love uh, the backstory between Mario and Luigi. I love getting to see them in their little apartment hanging out and Luigi's all into the supernatural stuff and Mario's like, no, we got to get this work done. And he's like cleaning up. Like they have a really, really, really good relationship, I think, at the beginning of the movie. And I, and I think that that carries out throughout the movie. And I love that. I love building on their relationship. And I love the romance thing between uh, Luigi and, uh, I almost said Peach. <laughs> Daisy. Daisy. I love that. Um, and I like the city punk aesthetic, but whenever they get into the Mushroom Kingdom is when I just don't enjoy it anymore. And and I don't know. I, I really can't put my finger on why. I think it's because it feels like it's two different movies and you were enjoying one movie and they made you stop wa- and they made you stop watching it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So I guess I just like the first part of the movie a lot more. Um, I don't know. I also just, I don't care anything about Aunt Petunia's character. I can never remember her name. Lena. 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 Yes, Lena. I don't, I think she's just like stereotypically like petty and jealous and that's all her character is. I don't think she has any depth and I don't know. I just. I don't connect with any of the characters anymore. They don't. They don't get a lot of character development. I think. You know, I just, I just had a thought, though, that like, like to me, Lena is much more like modern Bowser. Because <laughs> like mo- modern Bowser is kind of a petty, pathetic person. <laughs> modern Bowser got a. He got character development. But they, I think they kind of had to because he was probably the biggest name on set. Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Like yeah. President Koopa. We were talking, mm-hmm. we had a watch party last night for this movie. And we and everyone in the chat were talking about how, like, despite everyone apparently hating make this movie, they sure showed up for it. They they sure didn't phone any of it in. Yeah. Yeah. I... I- I think that the actors did an excellent job. I, I don't think any of the actors were bad at their roles. I just The fungus is choking the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. That's the weirdest line. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but <laughs> No, it's fine. That's my favorite. I mean that's line. really all I don't know. And I, I kind of like the alternate world of like this being a police state and you know, it was a beautiful mushroom kingdom and now it's it's a dictatorship and it's really bad and everyone's really unhappy. But we don't even really get to see any of the 
the the the citizens being unhappy with the the state of the system. The only one we really get to see is Toad, and he's only he only gets like thirty seconds top screen time before he gets goombified, and he never gets ungoombified. And I don't know, like I all of the all of the citizens seem to be totally fine with the way things are, and they're going about their business and living their life of crime or whatever. And then at the end, they're all super happy that Koopa's gone. But I don't know. I didn't even see people being oppressed enough (laughs) or being unhappy about being oppressed. So so that's interesting you say that Um, because it's one of the things I kind of liked um, and tried to adapt into our version. Uh, I liked this idea of um, people just adapting to like bullshit that they actually don't have to adapt to and put up with. Um, and so I've tried to make like this version of the city and our version like that. But do you think we escaped your problem with it? Do you think we accidentally did that then? Do you think we made it so everyone seemed fine and then at the end were happy to have escaped a system that they didn't seem to be upset with to begin with? I think that there was enough unrest in our version throughout the whole thing i mean i could tell that um that people were going along with things even if they weren't happy or unhappy with it like they were just trying to survive but i think that there was enough i mean there was like a whole rebellion there with the princesses and 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 they had a lot of support i think i think it was pauline working with wart and also being part of the resistance, I think, really drove home the fact that people are living their everyday lives and they're living in a police state. They're being oppressed, so they may not, you know, they may all be going on with their regular business, but also, you know, they're all machinating behind the scenes to uh, to overthrow Bowser. So I think that was a good scene to throw in there to kind of wrap that wrap that in. This might be just like white nonsense for me to say this, but like. This series and the original movie, like, sort of ended up being pretty relevant, huh? I would say, like, the like the, the, the thing that marks it out as, like, really strange and weird is that whenever you have an extremely oppressive system where people are unhappy, normally, narratively, you, you tell people about that with, like, acts of resistance and rebellion, you know? Like, or you provide some, like, tool to, you know, uh, discourage those things. So, like, V, it's very obvious there's, you know, V. That's the whole thing. The rebellion's V, and then in Brave New World, everybody's sucking down Soma, so that's why everyone doesn't like freak out. And so, like by having this like utopian dystopia, it, that's inherently very weird. Yeah, because like if you're dissatisfied and you're supposed to be showing people that like oh, society isn't really working, like but no no gears go out of whack in front of the viewer, then how are they supposed to intuit that? I'm a big fan of like, and I, I sort of just end up putting a lot of this into a lot of like stories I do, uh, especially if I like run a D and D campaign or something, this idea of like boners that everyone, <laughs> thank, thanks, Alec, <laughs> this idea of like, um, everything going according to like evils or villains or oppressive plan, even the people who resist it and then being like stuck and like doomed to lose until a rogue element comes in and like the rogue element is what saves the day um and so like that's kind of what i was wanting to do by like having mario and luigi be that like rogue element that came in to like help their sister who was already fighting but needed that rogue element to succeed yeah Um, mario and luigi were the cloud in avalanche yeah yeah i got that feeling from the 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 series do you know what it actually i i guess i'm always partially uh I, I sort of lived on a diet of JRPGs when I was a teen. Um, and so, like, that will never, like, not be my, like, formative influences. But, like, uh, do you know what was actually, what video game was actually, like, a really big inspiration for this? And not Mario. Don't say Mario, Alex. <laughs> Mario? <laughs> ah, goddammit. Oh, oh, Fantasy oh. Tactics. Super Mario. No. Um, <laughs> Rain Rabbids. It's actually uh, Half-Life. <laughs> yeah. I see that. I, I like the idea of this, like, non-action hero saving the day with, like, the tools he has at hand and baffling everyone as to how they're succeeding so handily. Um, can I, like, 
can I like talk about some like cut content, like some stuff I didn't do that I was like was gonna do but it didn't happen? That's kind of a new I thing. That, yes. gonna, uh, I was going to ask that'd be you a if good there was trend. anything we missed, like any beats you put in there that we just completely steamrolled over. Also, like, yeah, maybe. Well, no, actually, this didn't happen as much. I'll get to that in a second. But um, well, one thing was the question mark was supposed to be like the insignia of the princesses, and it was supposed to be like the deltas were in Half Life Two. Not the deltas, the 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 lambdas. The lambdas were in Half Life Two. Um. They were, it just never came back up, but I had this idea for there to be like caches of supplies around the city that were boxes with question marks on them. And that was how you'd like replenish your mushrooms and flowers and stuff, but it never had to come up. Uh, so it really only, it only showed up in the back room of Bullet Bill's place. And like, you know, like in Half-Life 2, like lambdas would show you like where to go and stuff. So that's where the, the question marks are supposed to be that, but it never happened because it went really smoothly. I never had to like get you guys to go somewhere. Um... One thing is, originally, all the humans had, like, an anime-style, like, magical special ability, which is why Daisy can grow, like, special plants. But I got rid of that and just made Daisy good at growing plants. <laughs> oh, one thing I meant to do was I was going to have people have their own language and slang, like, like Futurama-style. Uh, and I, I, mm -hmm. I made a list, but I just never did it. But, like, I just made a list of stuff from the, like, Mario Wiki of, like, it, like enemy names and stuff, like Birdo and Bloober and... Uh, <laughs> Ninji, Ostro, Bezo, stuff like that, and I was gonna have people like say it as like expletives, but it didn't. Ha it didn't happen. I think I remember you talking about that. Uh -huh. You should put that up on the Patreon. Yes, I will do. <laughs> I will do that. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Oh, and Egad was supposed to be part of the princesses, but he and Rosalina were too similar, so he got cut. Oh, I know. That's okay. He was there in spirit. Yeah. He was, his backpacks. I think I said he was, yeah. I think I vaguely described him as one of the people walking down the street, um, but I don't remember, actually. Hmm. When I did Batman and Robin, I had the whole thing planned out, including the ending, which is not great GMing, but it's pretty good. If you're doing a podcast for the first time and you're really nervous about how it's going to go, you're going to do some railroading. Um, but when I did this one, I didn't do that as much. I still am kind of the railroad tycoon, but... Uh, the first episode was really heavily scripted. I, I really made them go where I wanted them to go. Um, but then after that, I kind of let it um, play out as as uh, they they did it, you know, as the players did. And uh, one big thing I think that could have gone differently was Bullet Bill. He was the biggest wild card. Um, I knew Bullet Bill was going to, like, betray them and that the bar would be like compromised as a hideout but but that whole like Jinsey rolling a seven on a persuasion attempt to bullet bill um like made him become a villain and there's an alternate universe somewhere where that role went better and bullet bill like puts his gun down and becomes this like lando style friend to them um, but it just it, darn these dice yeah. rolls um dang it Jinsey. Also, I, I, know, I didn't do it on purpose. I know people are going to be curious, but like, uh, Jinsey did have some insider knowledge, like in Indy, but um, unlike in, in Indiana Jones, that knowledge really only extended to the first episode and a little at the beginning of the second. But um, like, Jinsey didn't know what happened to Peach. You're really good at that, Jinsey. You're really good at compartmentalizing Aww. what you what you know beforehand and, and staying in character. But I I had a few. A few questions. Yes, yes. I guess get me. Come at me with so, your with your plot holes. I so, can so resolve them. First shot. Um, Subcon. Yeah. Was that just like a name? Is that, am I missing the uh, the the the, the reference. reference to it? Sub yeah. Subcon is the name of the world that Mario Brothers Two takes place in. Okay. Gotcha. Oh. Did not see that at all. Like Wart is the king of Subcon. Oh, Mario Brothers 2 is a very interesting game, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it was, they made, so, should, can I quickly? Yes, yes you can. Okay, yeah. so they made it as, like, uh, it, it originally wasn't Super Mario Brothers 2, a lot of people know this, it's a totally different yeah. game, I forget what it was Doki called. Doki Panic, Doki Doki, Doki, Doki Panic. Doki Doki Panic, yeah, and they made it specifically as a promotional thingy for this company and this release, and then they were like, well... What are we going to do? Because people didn't like the, the play tester in America, because they only had like one guy at that point, uh, played Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels, and he was like, This is way too hard. It's not going to go over here. So they didn't release that until it came out on Super Mario All Stars and the SNES. 
And they were like, what are we going to do to follow up on Super Mario Brothers? And so they're like, oh, let's just reskin this game because we own everything except for like the character IPs. So they changed what they had to, and that was what we got with Mario 2. And it's just uh, very interesting that like a Jap- like a Nintendo, a huge company, would like spend all this time and effort for like one convention, mm-hmm. and then they're like, okay, well done. And like now, it's like one of the iconic video games yeah. in all of video gamedom. And, yep. uh, it's yeah. it's wild to me to think of. Nintendo as a like contractor that would <laughs> that would uh, right? do commission work. <laughs> They've been at it. They're, they're so like ah, oh, they're so cool. They started like the eighteen fifties making fucking cards. Like ah, oh. yep. I want to be a yes man. Or a, well, they're not yes men. They call them yes men in um, in Japan. But like, there's a, a, a certain job role for uh, like just Americans who are comfortable with telling their boss no. That's a bad idea. And, like, that is legitimately your role in the office. Mm. Oh, my God. Man, I would love to do that. I want that job. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Right? Oh, my God. So. When, whenever I'm over in Japan in a couple of months, I'm just going to I'm gonna look around and see if I can. <laughs> just walk into businesses and be like, no. no. Put in some good words for us. <laughs> yeah, just, I will. Just get us all over there. Yeah. I know lots of rude I Americans. Mean, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I could be just, a rude. Hey. <laughs> I was practicing. <laughs> you also uh, passed the test, which was very good. Thank you. So, like my other question, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else saw this as a plot hole, um, but maybe I just didn't understand it. How uh, Bowser and his uh, Bowser lackeys kept offering Portia the reins to the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, was he really going to do that? That like, doesn't make a lot of sense like, yeah. to me. Would he have? Would he have ah! willingly turned that out? What happened? The uh, baby Yoda fell off the shelf. Oh no! No baby. baby Yoda. I saved him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Listen. We don't. We we don't shy away from being political on the show, but like, we don't like to talk about the people involved in politics so much. But like, I mean, you know, Bowser was at least inescapably sort of based on you know that guy. You know that guy, and I've I've always seen oh, lizard breath. <laughs> I've oh my god though, just like pause. pause. I think the original one was too, but anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah, from the movie, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. But okay, anyway. he's based on that guy, and I've always sort of viewed that guy as like in over his head and like wanting to kind of wanting to get out, but also like wanting to benefit from. Like still get the benefits of the stuff, so Very I think happy the to quickly abdicate power. As yeah, long as I think he. he I think it. he was ready to give up the responsibilities to someone as long as he could be assured that things wouldn't really change for him. Um, and so like, yeah, it wasn't like a trap or anything. I don't know what I would have done if you had said yes. Uh, I was really banking on you saying no. Um. Well, I think it was like against like my character's inherent personality or needs or ego or whatever. I I don't think I don't think I would have been a good player if I had been like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll take it. I think that's a lot of also a lot of people who are in power will say that they want things to get better, and I think that they mean that. Um, but they don't understand that you have to sacrifice something to make that happen sometimes. And they don't ever want to do that. And that was him. He he actually genuinely was looking down at the city and going, huh, this started out good, but it's not it's not going so great anymore. But he didn't want to sacrifice anything for himself to make that better. And he, I guess maybe he thought he could get someone else to make some sacrifices instead of him. Um, but, like, Portia wasn't going to have it. But yeah, those that those two things were the only things that I uh, about it. everything else was was great apart from Charlie just being ten times fucking more funny than I am. <laughs> no, 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 I don't, no, no, no. I don't. I don't appreciate that, Charlie. I feel like we all had not, a great. You chemistry. will not be asked back. I like, feel like you guys had a lot of chemistry. <laughs> yeah, we did. You guys were perfect. You guys were so. You fun. put me in a vacuum. I'm no good. You put put Alex and Jency and Ben in a room. <laughs> Something to play off. <laughs> yeah. Man, I that's did. one thing. I, I need to apologize to Jensi because, like, I, I yes. felt really bad. <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> I felt really bad about kind of, like, robbing Portia 
of her like confrontation with Bowser. But part of it, Jincy, was I was afraid if I let you that you would like slit his throat or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew if I got I don't know. I knew if I got Alex in there, he would be like, I'm gonna jump on his head. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's actually probably for the best, Ben. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> um, Mike, 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 Mike. Um, talk, talk to us about how did we? We have no idea how we did as far as like using wine. And if you did, we use wine well in like telling a story or not? Or uh, is there anything that really stood out to you as like mm, they didn't do that right? Or <laughs> Uh no, I mean it's uh I I I uh I just gave myself like a, a hard refresher on the game uh last month cuz I was converting a really big book over. And I think you did a good job. Um the, one of the parts of the rules that I actually did spend a lot of time working on were the vehicle rules, so I was glad that you used them and enjoyed them and like dug into the upgrades cuz I spent a hell of a lot of time doing that. That was my favorite um, part. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, and like okay. uh Russ and I've always said, like, as long as you are having a good time, then you are using the game correctly. So, congratulations. You did a great job. Yay! One thing I really liked about this system was, like, um, it is very complex. It is. Um, But it's one of those things where if you just go, like, okay, I don't get all of this, but I get... If you just read it once and you're like, I think I have enough of this to start playing and can, like, learn the intricacies of this as I go along, it's great like that. It's got a lot of tools at hand that you'll, like, discover as you go along. Oh, and he made, like, an insane number of tools on the website. (laughs) The book's thick, man. I, I did. I actually... So, the only thing I actually bought for this was the Now stuff, but, like, I looked... I kind of like dipped into like stuff on the website for like new and uh, uh, like old, so, like just some of the stuff that they let me see in the preview stuff. Um, and like, yeah, like there's so much good stuff. And like, yeah, there's so much love in the vehicle section. There's two minis, there's two different minis, <laughs> mini Coopers. Yeah, no, he went, he went wild. When I handed him the manuscript, uh, I was like, okay, here's the stats for a revolver. And here's the stats for a hunting rifle, and here's the stats for a sniper rifle, and here's the stats for, like, a, a sports car. Here's the stats for a very expensive sports car. And then he exploded that into, like, 20 pages of, like, <laughs> here's a Walter Matten 7.57 bullet handgun and, like, also 30 machine guns. And I'm like, Jesus. But, um, I mean, I guess that's why I, gave him, I did him that way, because I assumed we would just let players do that. And then he was like, no, no, I'm going to fill this book. Um, <laughs> so many weapons. Man. <laughs> we should have used a mini. Just kidding. Our car wasn't it wasn't up to me. No, nah, all the car Did stuff was it? great. I thought cart was uh, a wonderful, wonderful. R.I.P. card. <laughs> yeah. Did we... I really felt like I was not interpreting what the onboard AI was... Like, did we do that right? Uh, I'll let you reread it, but you probably did because it was supposed to be like a kit AI, not like twenty ninety nine Marvel or uh, whatever AI. So let's let's take a step back from what we did mechanically, right, Mike? How did you feel the the overarching story did? Uh, I would have relied more on uh, stuff from like Super Mario RPG Legend of Seven Stars. Because <laughs> that is still to date like one of the most popular games of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, where was Mallow, man? And Booster? Like, you could have totally used Booster <laughs> I as think... like somebody working with Koopa or with like a competing company who is trying to like I... pit them against him for a uh, you know hostile takeover. And I, c- I could have yeah. made Bo- I should have made Bullet Bill Booster. <laughs> I thought Bullet Bill was a little bit of a weird character too. Yeah, but um, I mean. If you'd put Booster into this into this series, my wife would have like her head would have exploded. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Jeanette might be mad at me actually for not putting Booster into it. <laughs> you spent so much goddamn time in that tower. How could you not include Booster? I will say, like, towards the end of this series, I was like I feel pretty bad about putting Gino in here and not Mallow. Like, I think I did bad. I think I did bad by Mallow here. I did do. Gino's the more popular character for sure, but yeah, you definitely did wrong by Mallow. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. I mean, 
Mallow definitely got a mention in the in the series at least. I thought he got like some mention. Yeah, yeah. I thought I remember yeah. hearing, but I listened to it while I'm like running, so you know, I'm in a well. It's state. when we were when we were talking about the other carts, and uh, Charlie had mentioned it was either Charlie or Ben had mentioned a, a cloud car, but it was just the cloud driving it, and I was like, wait a second, is that like are the Mallow race like just the clouds from the background of Mario Three? Because they all had faces. Right, right, right. Mm. Oh, snap. Yeah, no, I, I I remember hearing some conversation about the barrel. Like uh, the <laughs> sadness that you did not include a monkey in the barrel. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, a, a lot one. of it came from, probably more of it came from Paper Mario, which I, is a thing I really like. Um, maybe I should have done a little more from Mario RPG. Had them fight a cake, for instance. Oh, yeah, yeah. the cake fights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one thing I wish is, um, I wish I'd made the race, like, wind through the city a little more instead of just being that, like, weird hard light rainbow thing. I think that that, I was trying to, like, force that reference, like, way too much. You could have uh, thrown in, like, portals and then just shown a bunch of different worlds, you know? Like, part of the world itself. That, yeah. I, although, I think part of that was, so, like, okay, one of my criticisms of the original movie Probably my one big one is that that movie is so complicated. Um, it's got like so much lore and stuff, and it's all really good. But I think one of the reasons why people didn't like it is because it's confusing. Like I, I've seen that movie like three times in the last six months, and like there's stuff I still don't understand about it. Um, they disagree. They try to. Uh, <laughs> they 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 try to like explain a lot, and then. I fell into the same trap, though. I, like, I did the same thing. <laughs> I, it's so tempting to do it. I uh, So I really get why it happened to that one. But one thing well, I mean, was... Your format's also way longer than an hour true. and 40 yeah. minutes. Uh, one thing was, though, they, they in the original movie, they have this big explanation that, like, they're on an alternate version of, like, Earth, but it's, like, a barren universe. Um, and so they're, like, the only thing on their planet. It's just that city. And in mine, I was like, I'm not going to explain what it is i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna explain if it's underground or if it's an alternate universe or if it's on another planet or yeah. it's just gonna be the city surrounded by water if it, if it had come up if i needed to have some invincible in, invisible the best way to do device. it would have been to have some messed up underground theme park yes that had different areas that would have represented different worlds and then you could have had the people in the city throwing shit on the, the stage and otherwise interfering and watching the race go on. <laughs> okay, you're doing... You're no, doing no, paper. I mean, I'm just, you know, I, I make games, so I do a lot of GMing. Like, that would have been the, you know... I, are you doing there. Paper Mario? Is that the reference here? No, no, that just would have been easier than having giving them portal technology and changing oh, like, yeah. the outer region of the, the planet and all that world building. Um, and it also seems appro apropos to have, like, a, a messed up theme park part like somewhere in the city. I just really like this idea of like this just being a place that's somewhere else. Um, I also took a lot of inspiration from this album by Genesis called the lamb lies down on Broadway, which is about this. It's like a really surreal concept album that tells a story about this like punk kid in New York named Raul who gets like transported to this like other world where like a lot of uh where his brother has also been like kidnapped to and it, it's like him trying to go through it and find his brother and it's a really weird album but it's really good and i think everyone's listen to it uh, <laughs> but like they don't ever explain like where it is and so i kind of liked that idea but i also see like when i was watching this movie with alex for this i was like hey What's the deal here? Is this like a, another planet? And Alex is like, well, if you shut up and watch, you'll find out. And they, <laughs> sure enough, they explained it. Um, <laughs> um, so, I mean, I can't, you can't help but like wonder, right? No. 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 So, Jensi, what, what, what did you think? What did I think about what? Of, of our rehash, <laughs> of our, of our re retcon. Of our reread of our of our series of the, of the series of how we did <laughs> of the series. Um, I think that we did a really good job overall. Um, I think that it was different enough to be interesting in its own unique thing, while still having a lot of the 
the same spirit of the original movie. Um, I really liked the inclusion of the Koopas. Like, how they were actually Koopas. And I liked having the, the princesses and everything. I... I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Like, if this was a movie, <laughs> I watched our movie version, I would still just be like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm i not saying that, that it was a bad series, and I'm not saying that anyone did anything wrong, but... It was me, wasn't it? No, it was, Alex, it was you the, were amazing. It was the accent, I know. No, your accent was perfect. <laughs> your voice was perfect. I think that it everyone individually did a great job. And I think that everyone worked together to make a good thing. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. Like, it, it still had some of the things about the original movie that maybe just isn't my style or something. But I thought it was great. I thought we improved on a lot of things. I think... Cincy, that you and I are kind of on the same page here a little bit, and that is that I like Mario the way it is. Yeah. Um, although I have to admit I kind of like the aesthetic of that movie, too. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, like, caught between the two. And, like, I think I appreciate the movie, like, as in and of itself. But, like, I love Mario so much that, like, I kind of am, like, he needs to be this, like, Mickey Mouse-esque cartoon thing. I feel, yeah, I feel bad it, saying I that. I mean, I like... No, no, no. I mean, I don't know. I like gritty things as much as the next person. And I agree. I also love spikes on everything. Like, the aesthetic was fine, but it just... I don't know. I think that, um, <clears throat> like, we were talking about Jacob's Ladder during the watch party. Like, just the, the lizard tail. Like, having uh, Mario and Luigi go on this, like fantastic journey that happens in our real world but just like a layer of mystery added over the top of it or a layer of like madness or mystery or supernatural that would have been that would have been kind of neat but um like in the in the original movie how they take them to a completely different place and they do not flesh that place out at all is is pretty confusing like it does muddle up the the story a lot it raises way many more questions than it answers. Some of that has to do with the production because like when Disney got the distribution rights, they were like, Oh no, 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 no. But the sets were already built. So like you, you don't blow, you already blew your production budget. You can't rebuild all the sets. So like they just did what they had. Yeah. That's why they put it on the Hollywood pictures label. <laughs> there was a there was another thing that uh we brought up uh off off mic um that i wanted to talk about which was the luigi and yeah the luigi and daisy romance um the fact that we discussed uh (laughs) is charlie really ready to commit to this project enough to romance his cousin the DM. And I, <laughs> that was a joke, and it was mostly so we could clear the air and say, yeah, we're going to have to. I in no way thought it was going to come up, going to become, I get in a polycule with my cousin that yeah. includes a ghost robot. Spooky ghost. <laughs> also played by you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm two of them. Yep. <laughs> Romance in podcast RPG games. Is so hard. if Luigi seemed a little cold. I don't know. <laughs> no, <Maybe>. honestly, <laughs> look, I'll say it. I'm, I'm going to throw the gauntlet down. I feel like Gino and Luigi had way more chem- chemistry than uh, Brad and uh, and uh, Estella, Estella in Twilight. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Still a better love story than Twilight. Gino definitely had a boner for Luigi, but I don't know if I feel like it was completely reciprocated. Yeah. Oh yeah, it will be. It will be. I mean, I'm just saying that was that was, that was the impression I got. Okay. Not necessarily unrequited, but uh, definitely seemed to be more more coming out of Gino's camp. Yeah, <laughs> I see I, that. As I was watching the movie last night, I was like. 
they really didn't have a lot of time for like Luigi and like uh, Daisy to like really form this deep of a bond. And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, but we did that too with, with Mario and Peach. <laughs> we did the same thing. They're faded. I suppose. They're faded. Is that really a thing that people respond to in a romance story? Is that they're faded to be together? <laughs> it's something I respond to, and I loved it. I loved Mario and Peach. Oh, okay. <laughs> Our Mario and Peach. I thought it was fabulous. It was great. See, Alex agrees. I do. You Take that, Ben. You guys had good chemistry, too. Yeah. Well, you did, you did a make a lot happen in a short amount of time. I was proud of that. I'm going to say, I was proud of that. I was proud of making Peach this, like, Goku-style character, where, like, she was... <laughs> I, 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 like, I wanted to give homage to her, like, being the person that got kidnapped, you know, in all the old games. But I was like, how can I turn that on its head so it's not, like, kind of old and antiquated and sexist? And I was like, oh, make her the key to winning. Like, they have to save her so that she can save the day. Make her Goku. Um, And everyone else is the heroes trying to get Goku to the fight. All right. Do we want to... That actually... Yeah, that that reminds me of one of our our audience rehashes we got. So maybe it's good to move into that. Yeah, let's let's all slide on over there. Um, Alex, you want to start with the first one? I will start with the last one. Oh, okay. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'll start with the first one. I mean, no one would know uh, this the one, difference. So. <laughs> um, this one's from Stacy. Uh, for your Mario Brothers rehash, I really enjoyed the film, especially your viewing party! Exclamation point. I honestly forgot how much of a pure cinnamon roll Luigi was. <laughs> I feel that Bertha did not get any attention, uh, but so deserved it. She ships her and Mario 100% no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Yep. No, no I Bertha is the like character from the movie that I was like felt the guiltiest about her being a casualty. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love Bertha. Yeah, like I'm not. I do not feel nearly as guilty about Iggy and Spike not being in it, even though they were fun. Um, they were in it though. Those, oh, that's true. The, Bertha was the token character, wasn't she? Wasn't like I don't, that. Wasn't the best representation in, in, the, it was, in the movie. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, better to have something than nothing, but, uh, like, yeah, I wouldn't have been stoked about that if, like, I was a black person and that was the only person who looked like me in the entire film. <laughs> it's, yeah. Lot, lots of people showed Bertha and Mario in that Discord watch party, and I, I think I was one of them. <laughs> I was like, Daniela, you know, Daniela, she's smoking, she'll land on her feet, it'll be all right. Their Mario, eyes though, literally forever. twinkled when they looked at each other. Like uh, yeah. those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like Danielle and Mario just seem to be having a nice time together. Like they <laughs> I disagree. Oh, oh, okay. You don't ship Bertha and Mario? No. Because the movie does. No, I I think I think uh Mario and, and, and Daniela were great together. Okay. But you can't deny just, that Bertha and Mario had something. I mean, I, I feel that Bertha felt something for Mario. I think Mario. Aww. I think Mario felt something for Bertha. Maybe decided that they were from two different worlds and couldn't be together. But you know, if Luigi and Daisy can do it, so can Mario and Bertha. Oh, Franz is my best friend. I love Franz very much. Franz unfortunately could not make it to our watch party last night, but I know that he wanted to be there. He was there in spirit. Um, so. Uh, he says that before he goes into the actual changes he would have made, he wants to gush about us from a fan perspective. That friends, he's the best. I love him. He's my best friend. All right. Um, uh, friend says, I really, enjo- I really only joined very recently towards the beginning of the Twilight arc, but it's really cool to see how much this show has grown. With every movie, I'll get more in sync with each other, and the tech side of the podcast keeps raising the bar with every episode released. As much as I love listening... Um, for the movies and goofs, looking back and watching this grow is so inspiring and just awesome to behold. Thank you, friends. Oh, friends is our number one fan. Thank you. All right, friends continues um, on to the actual retcon. Love the union joke. Pro union, hell yeah. Um, I think I would have let Peach have died 
It was cool to have this semi-legendary figure come back after 25 years and kick the usurper's ass with the help of the heroes, but the idea of the hero of legend dead? You are the hero now. You have to take up the mantle and save yourself. That's the story that really gets me. Oh my gosh. I honestly thought that that might happen. Uh, um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, I did decide pretty quickly, but like after reading this this afternoon, like I got all these like inspirations for like another way it could have gone where maybe it would have been really cool if she like, I don't know, just like sacrificed herself and in that moment and they just maybe got to like meet her for like just a second and like, yeah, like that would have been really interesting. Maybe. I mean, you've got to, you could, there's a million ways this story could play out, but we have the Mario framework. Right? There's Princess Peach, there's Mario, there's Luigi, there's Yoshi. Like, taking that story anywhere you you want to go with, like, killing Peach or, like, you know, leaving out characters and stuff like that, that just, that makes it, that removes it from the original, right? Like, that makes it a completely different story. But if you're wanting to make a Mario movie, like, you're going to want to work within that framework and not really try to, you know, be as creative as you can within certain rule sets you know, within that framework without just alienating, you know, the original source material. Yeah. Everyone, every time someone tries to make this movie, Mario gets in the way. <laughs> Stupid Mario. Son Get out of here, Mario. The Mario stuff gets in the way. <laughs> um, Franz has more. He says, uh, Portia holding out so much hope for Peach to come back and take the city from Bowser only to realize that empowering the city, Peach has been consumed, fucked up, but something that, Something like that would change the dynamic of the story. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, There was a point in the story where she kind of had that realization that she had to step up, but to see that in the vacuum of Peach's death would have been a lot darker, um, but it would have been a choice I would have liked to see. And then his last point is John Hamm was a great face claim for Bowser. I agree. Our best casting to date, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Thank you for your submission, Franz. Uh, can I read the next one? Yes. Um, if you say please. Uh, please, please. Yeah. Um, Echoes, who is part of that, like, the Super Mario Brothers archive crew that's on Twitter that, like, constantly keeps people aware of this movie. <laughs> uh, 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 they say, even out the pacing, some parts drag, others are rushed. And I think this person is talking about um, the original movie. Because I think they have watched this movie over and over and over and over again. So this is the thoughts they've had after many viewings. So even at the pacing, some parts drag, others are rushed. Cut the slapstick gags like Spike running into the window pane. Which I thought no. I thought of that last night. Like right after I saw that scene, mm. I was like, we didn't need that. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Um, explore Mario and Luigi's characters more. Really challenge the bonds of their relationship. I uh, yeah, I think that yeah. there's no, there's no. I, I would have liked to have seen like just a little conflict between them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's. True. I mean, there really there wasn't. was conflict between them. How how they didn't trust, how, like how they would always like, oh, you say you were supposed to go this way, but then you went another way. That was, oh, that okay. was there. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> they need to let you in on that, like in that crew. <laughs> You've Maybe earned, I don't you know. You've earned it. Listen to you, you like they, defending the movie on your own podcast from your own podcast. I, I, I don't mm. think they need fanatics to join their, their crew. <laughs> awesome. Uh, read Peter's uh, submission, Jency. Oh yes, uh, Peter says uh, the Super Mario Bros. movie is a masterpiece and a work of art, and I will die on that hill. It's incredible. Yeah, we actually got a lot. Um, That's what I'm talking that. about, Pedro. Mm-hmm. And what? we got a lot of people saying that. Like Peter was not the only one, and I do not have everyone's name that said that. But if you submitted this movie is perfect and I would not change a thing, like I saw you, I hear you. <laughs> well, that's not the. Oh, end I'm of so sorry. Submission. I'm so sorry. Um, he goes on. He does go on to say though. Um, I really wish that they had been real brothers though. I don't know why. Just do. Um. And what about Toad? I wanted him to be de-goombud, and he never did. I also don't know how I feel about there being zero mention of Peach in the movie. I can't tell if I would have liked that or not. And that's it. By the way, uh, everyone everyone got de-goombud in our, in our movie. I just didn't have that scene. <laughs> oh, okay. I, for, I forgot but like they did. Well, <laughs> I guess you forgot, too. I did forget. <laughs> 
Like, I'm saying that. I agree, though. Toad deserved better. Well, there's a there's a there's a comic that's like an unofficial sequel in which. Oh uh, ha- yeah, the comic sequel's awesome. Yeah, well, he has been degumbed in that one. I really need to read that sometime. It's it's just gonna make you sad because it's incomplete and probably will never get finished. I think you might even have to find like cached pages for it or use the Wayback Machine. Uh, I think the, I found it. The website's still up. Oh, is it? Okay, last yeah. time I looked, it wasn't. So oh, okay. I like, oh, I looked pretty pretty recently. Um, uh, I'm gonna read these next couple here. Uh, Ruse Ruse R O S on Twitter says, "Give Luigi a mustache. Everything else is perfect." Um, a lot of people also said, "Why does Luigi not have a mustache?" Um, and it's because leave John Leguizamo alone; he can't grow one. <laughs> Probably. I mean, to be fair, they they could have pasted one on they there. They could have spirit gummed it. It would look weird. <laughs> it would. But look at I, his face, though. His face is so perfect. Gave him a mustache and something I saw recently with him. Didn't he have like a little hint of one, like just a whisper of some whiskers on there? Not in the movie. Uh, no, no, he was so. he was clean faced, wasn't he? He was baby faced. Yeah. Uh, James Among from Twitter says the piranha plants would have fit in with the fungus storyline, but in this case, they would have been mm-hmm. allies to the Super Mario Brothers, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, last- you could have treated it like the the talking plant and Harley Quinn. That would have been awesome. Yes. Oh, Fr- Fred, that show's so good. Yeah, it is freakishly good. Yeah, it's so or, unbelievably good. They or just just make them like uh like Seymour. Feed me, brothers. Feed me, brothers. And lastly, from at Mad Fishbonger on Twitter, uh, said, I would keep the low-budget cheesiness of it and make it with next to nothing and keep it hilarious tongue-in-cheek. Man, that's that's one thing about ours is, like, our version of it would have to be extraordinarily high-budget. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Mid-air true. battle. It really, yeah. <laughs> a, a castle Light. falling into lava pits. <laughs> A race made on a rainbow. (laughs) Multiple vehicles. People were, like, trying to get me to put, like, ghosts in this. (laughs) Oh, boo! Oh, shit. Because, like, I mean, Luigi had his, like, vacuum and everything, and I thought, and I thought, and I thought, and I... The best I'd come up with was, I was like, maybe he could fight, like, holograms at one point, but, like, it didn't work out. Oh, no, he goes through (laughs) the competing company... Using some magical artifact and boo saboteur agents, uh, being corporate espionage stuff. Um, oh man, I like that. Oh, boo agents! Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Because mm. then they'd be like, "I see you," and the boo would just be like covering his face with his yeah. hands, and then you stand there no, for like five don't. minutes, and like, "Okay, well, like, <laughs> I <bye."> do though." <laughs> um. I, good. We'll, and, uh, we'll put that in the bag oh, for Super Mario Brothers too. I think it was a mistake uh, to have the Yoshis do anything but say Russell. Like that would. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Listen, ben. listen. If if we want to say, they, I think the canon ended up being forced into like they say Yoshi. <laughs> it did feel at the end that is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> they're just they're Pokemon now, I guess. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yoshi. <laughs> I have a lot more. Um, like cut content that I just don't want to spend like six hours talking about, but I've made a like, I have my GM notes I'm going to put up on the Patreon um, after this episode airs, and my notes have themselves more notes. <laughs> like I have notes on the notes, <laughs> like in like in the comments, like in the margins, um, so you can see more stuff that I wanted to do. Like it, like like I have commentary on my notes, so if you want to know more stuff that got cut uh, or could have gone a different direction. Um, you can see that if you're a uh, $1 or higher patron on our Patreon. Um, uh, and it should be up as you're listening to this, unless I forgot. <laughs> um, we also have a Discord server. You can get in on that. that that's how we watch our movies. If you want to get on one of the movies that we do for our series, um, uh, get you can get in on that. And I'll put a link to both those things, the Patreon and the Discord, in the show notes for this um for this episode and there's also on our social media um just want to say thanks to nerdsmith network for having this says farts did someone say <laughs> did someone change my notes to say the word farts 
<laughs> Listen how, it honestly how could have been laughing at this. Please yeah, join the Discord server so you can join my like union to convince them to do a Sonic the movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he keeps he, oh, yeah. he keeps like subtly suggesting us to do it and like I keep thinking about doing it. Um but thanks to the Nerds for the Network for having us as friend of the network. Um check out the shows on that network, it's really nice. Um Yeah. Uh it's a lot of great shows on there. Yeah. So our next episode will be on the 22nd, July 22nd. Um, and we're going to be doing the uh, the Jack Black and Ben Stiller movie Envy. That's going to be one of our writer's rooms episodes, which if you've never listened to the podcast, it's like a, it's R-I-G-H-T because uh, we're very clever. And it's not we don't we don't role play anything uh, in those episodes. We just spent an episode talking about how we would remake it without actually spending like three months of the series like remaking it. Um, and as a guest, we're going to have, um, Pete and Adrian from the, uh, the podcast big meeting, which is one of my favorite podcasts. I'm so excited. Uh, and big meeting, they, um, they get real people from the movie industry and they, they get them as guests on their show and then they pitch them. They're like completely absurd and hilarious pitches for movies. It's so good. They're real good. So I think they'll be a they good, yeah, it's really funny. Uh, if you want to know more about that, you can actually, you can go to bigmeeting.horse. They, they say that all the other, um, all the other endings to the URLs were taken. So they had to go with dot horse. Uh, <laughs> uh, big thank you to Charlie, my cousin. That's it was, me. Oh, we have to say yeah, goodbye. we're saying goodbye to Charlie. Charlie, it was so nice to have you. I had a great time, guys. Why Thank you again so great? much for having me. Um, yeah, Charlie, it was I will great. play games with you anytime for sure. Heck yeah! It was so yeah. nice to meet you too, Mike. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, no, I loved listening to you on the podcast. You were great, dude. Yeah, and uh, and thank you again, Mike. Uh, Mike, one more time. Uh, can you you want to tell them anything you're working on? Anything? Anything you wanna you wanna tell the folks? Yeah, about? yeah. Uh, I guess I should have done a better job introducing myself. Uh, <laughs> so I've been doing full time uh, game design stuff for like six years now, uh, and I have a great website with a lot of free stuff. It's mostly for D and D five e. Uh, there's a book going on Kickstarter on the 30th, uh, that I wrote most of, uh, it's not my project, but I get a bonus depending on how well it does. So please check it out. It's called Mythological Figures and Maleficent Monsters. Uh, and it's probably going to go really well cause we have like 1700 people waiting for it to launch. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of terrified about that. Uh-huh. And, uh, sure. yeah, right. It's going like, to be great though. Know. Yeah. No, and it, oh yeah. 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 Good, good. You people are, are positive people. So, yes, yes, good. But I get why that would be <laughs> um, scary. <laughs> and then uh, Woin yeah. is great, too. I'm moving all my books over to the Woin system now. I just finished converting the first one. It's called uh, Hypercore 2099. Uh, it should be available in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's a superhero cyberpunk universe. So, uh, if you like Marvel 2099 series comics, uh, come check it out. It's awesome. Oh, I do like those. I like, uh, yeah. I like Spider-Man 2099. And- uh, Wayne already does all the Judge Dread books. Uh, the Judge Dread really? books use the Wayne RPG. They, they do, yes. Uh, so, like, I feel it's going to be a really great companion product because, like, that explains you know, why it worked well for this. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, yeah. So, yeah, check out Wine W O I N R P G dot com and uh, and uh, yeah, MikeMiler.com. It's awesome. It's where I put all my fucked up shit, like crazy demonic Winnie the Pooh and things that I can't sell. Uh, so like all the Mortal Kombat characters from the second game and all the Killer Instinct characters, a whole bunch of Street Fighters. So if you're ever like, oh man, I wish I had Ryu to throw up my players. Oh, is that, uh, is that where you put your Mario RPG stuff? Yeah, that's where the Mario RPG stuff okay, is. All the Final cool. Fantasy VII characters, including a Materia system. Um, yeah, definitely. If you play a D&D 5e, you really need to look at my website. It's great. The best thing on it is Muppets D&D 5e because there's this artist named Dan Luvisi. And he takes, you know, favorite childhood things and then fucks them all up. So he made this super gritty, like, Breaking Bad Muppets. So Elmo's like a motorcycle riding meth head and stuff like that. And then I, 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 I applied rules for all that. And, uh, yeah, that's probably the best, most enjoyable thing on the website. Um, I'll try to remember to put that in the show notes, too. Um, people yell at me if I forget. So... <laughs> um, yeah, do you like a Shadowrun-esque Muppets in Manhattan retcon? Be. Mm. Oh no, you probably do want to do one of the caper <laughs> ones, right? Was not, yeah, yeah. Muppets in Manhattan was a caper one, wasn't it? The diamond. I think so. I think so. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. 
<laughs> that would be fun. Stop giving me good ideas. Because now, <laughs> like, I need to, I need to, uh, I, I have, like, a year to, to decide now, like, what I'm going to do next. And, like, I, I don't need to spend the next year, like, not having any sleep while I try to decide between Sonic and a Muppet movie. <laughs> Sonic, Muppets, and Judge Dredd on one would be too much. Too much. Sonic and Judge Dredd, I bet you could get something out of that. A last thank you to Challenge Your Deep for uh, for letting us be um, the uh, to, for, for letting us use their music as um, our soundtrack for this series. Um, check them out uh, anywhere. They're on Spotify though, but they're all over the place. Um, I'm I, I would love it if you supported them. Throwing um, it out there again that Challenge Your Deep would be great for like musical accompaniment in a Sonic retcon. If we if we had like a year, they might have like a new album's worth of stuff, and like yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll put You're right, them on that. I'll, I'll just uh, start sending spamming them with Sonic stuff to so that the inspiration oh, happens. Just like Sonic, yeah. you have to shit out of them like every day. Yeah. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic. <laughs> we need Sonic music. You don't understand. But I'm not committed to doing that. it. Like. <laughs> <sighs> They Sonic should just do it anyway, and it would be a happy accident. It wouldn't be the movie though, because the movie the movie is actually pretty good. It would have to be one of the games. Um, so, hmm. but we could remake a game, whatever. We don't have to do movies, and we'll we'll see everyone in the next series, which is already we've already recorded an episode for. It's already underway. And if you and if you want to know what that what that next series is, you'll have to tune the next episode to our writers' room episode because that's when we'll announce it. So, yeah, see you then. Bye. Bye, kisses. <laughs>